Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Blank Slate. Thanks for press and play. I am your host in Chicago, Rich Camelucci, and over the phone with me here on this lovely Tuesday night, or hopefully as you're listening to it Wednesday morning in Orlando, Florida, Christopher James Mullet. That is me. How do I sound? Do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound good, dude. Okay, cool. Uh, were you talking about like the fidelity of the call or you? Uh, I'll take most of the fidelity of the call, but um, it is 11-12 where I am. Technically 12-12, depending on how you're handling the daylight savings time. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Anytime I ask how do I sound, I think actually I'm in four different ways. <laughs> so, Like pretty much any time at work, I get off track and then ask out loud, what was I doing? I mean it like, oh, right now, but also like with my life. Uh, yeah, we're, dude, yeah. sounds like we're both in great states of mind. <laughs> it's fine. It was one of us who's going to drop like a bomb on the other one right now. It's like, so anyway, I have cirrhosis of the liver. Um, yeah, exactly. That's the best thing to do in times of high stress is to talk, um, uh, trash sport. Uh, all right. So, did you want to uh, uh, recap what the new gimmick was going to be for these next four weeks? Sure, 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 sure. So, every uh, for the next four weeks, I'm going to choose a different uh, internet outlet. I'm just going to start with ESPN this week, and um, I'm going to give you the the, the game. I'm going to give you what the score was, and I want you to guess what like the main takeaway from that game was based on like the first one or two sentence synopsis of the recap of the game. So this could be like based on the score. This could be like possibly what you've heard around the water cooler and in news media, just to see like how far off we are. Cause we've been trying to like, like how far are we off on results? But a lot of times like there's other stories that are, you know, the real, the real news makers. So just wanted to, wanted to get into that. Cool. So uh, I'm yeah, on, I, I'm just glad that I don't have to write anything down. Uh, for the next four weeks. Uh, Me too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you true revealed. I'm just tired of doing fucking math, dude. We're gonna fucking bank. And I want to keep fucking adding, subtracting at eleven o'clock at night. No. So, without further ado, and this is a perfect. This is a great game to get us kicked off Thursday night. The New York Jets defeated <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. 34 to 21. Rich, what's, what's the story? Story was no one wanted to be at this game, but they uh, muscled through to run. Uh, well, the third word in the synopsis is run or Man. ran. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to give you credit. Matt Forte ran for two touchdowns. Four days after complaining, the Jets didn't run the ball enough. So <laughs> even when the Jets are winning, their running back is pissed off. Uh, an overwhelming defense sacked Tyrod Taylor seven times Thursday night in New York's demolition of the Buffalo Bills. The Jets so, are now four and five. The Bills are now five and three. So uh, one records or whatever. 
two, yep. it sounds like the Jets are just taking suggestions, not even so much like Matt Forte was like angry. We're just used to that being like the narrative. Uh, but he was it was actually like written into a suggestion box, but like signed by it with his name. Uh, Matt sure. Forte soon. I hope Matt Forte plays till he's 40. So we could be Matt Forte. Uh, the Jets are treating their season like uh, any improv troupe does with their entire set. Can we get a suggestion, please? Anybody? Let me get a uh, let me get a non let me get a relationship uh, between these players. How about a football team? Okay, we'll go for that this week. Yeah, that's not um, a bad idea. Yeah, and of course uh, we gave the Bills props last week for actually being all right and probably making the playoffs. They turn around and lose by fourteen to the Jets. Um, although I think they're still like the wild card at the moment, so you know. Sure. Who knows? Uh, but this, the, all those things were good for you as a Dolphins fan, the Jets winning and the Bills losing to kind of keep you competitive in that, that, that area. So that, that is one thing. <laughs> what a loose use of the word competitive. Next game. <laughs> Next game, the Tennessee Titans defeated the Baltimore Ravens 23-20. to That's the same Baltimore Ravens that beat the Dolphins by 40 points last week. Uh, Tennessee's now five and three. The Ravens four and five. Get ready for a lot of that because the NFL sucks. Mm-hmm. What's the story? Uh, the story here is that the uh, the Baltimore Ravens were just informed that rollover points do not exist. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, no, I'm not going to give you credit for that one. Uh, this one's just as boring as it seems. Marcus Mariota threw for 218 and two touchdowns. The Titans uh, win their third straight victory coming off of a bye. So, uh, yeah, the Titans are exactly everything that we've been talking about, or I've been joking about this whole season. I'm out of jokes. The Titans need to go away. <laughs> just that, in terms of my overall That game, empathy. that synopsis, that... Uh, score everything about that was Bible Belt missionary sex. Yep, absolutely. It was six and a half to seven minutes. Uh, the girl had to pretend to come as best as she could, and the and Marcus Mariano on top was like, "Yeah, I really did it." <laughs> Just oblivious to everything. Yep, absolutely right. And also. We'll make that Joe Flacco. I feel Mariota would be able to, like, you know, switch it up a little bit. But Flacco, you best believe, hasn't satisfied a woman their entire life. Next, as we as I continue to tear down <laughs> the the millionaires of the world, the New Orleans Saints now six and two after beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers thirty to ten. Tampa goes to two and six. What is the story, Rich? Uh, uh, oh, 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 uh, fights, fight, 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 fight. Uh, I was, I was actually just about to say, like, it feels like, uh, it feels like the saints are like a Vander Holyfield who was like still somehow a heavyweight champion, like late into his career, um, where it's like, yeah, the saints are still like the potential to be in the upper quote unquote echelon of the league into their fading years, but that's also just also representative of the fading of the sport itself. Um, but sure. I also and know also, that there were fights. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the Vander Horlesville comparisons continue. Is uh, I think Mark Ingram has like thirteen kids, and Drew Brees doesn't know who the fuck he is anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, the fights actually don't get brought up in the synopsis, but you are correct. Uh, the Saints extended their winning streak to six. Uh, Drew Brees completed eighty-one percent of his passes, um, which is impressive. Um, uh, but yes, but the video above that synopsis is Tempers Flair is a Saints win. So I know Jameis had like a quote unquote shoulder injury, but I feel also was just like, he didn't want to be in that game anymore. And one of the Saints players like got in somebody's face on the sidelines and he got knocked the fuck out from behind by somebody. Uh, it was, was pretty fucking bad. Yeah, it was a pretty dope fight. I, my red zone was only working for like half the day. I actually had to like get a cable company out here to, to come out actually today and see what was going on with it. And I was like, you know, you just probably just take the red zone away. I don't want to watch it anymore is what I should have told the man. But, um, take it away. Yeah, this, this game was basically, uh, yeah, a scuffle, a 20-point uh, thwacking. So, uh, status quo? Yeah, status quo. Next. Oh, Augie, you poor man. The Los Angeles Rams, 51 points against the New York Giants, 17, which if you put a hyphen in the middle of it, makes their record. Rich, what's the story? Hop on that L.A. Rams bandwagon now, baby! Hashtag Jags Rams SB Owl. We've been saying it for weeks, buddy. Yeah, uh, Jared Goff through a career-best four touchdowns, and the Rams route the defenseless Giants. I love that double entendre, and that the Giants <laughs> had no defense whatsoever, and the Giants are just defenseless in general this entire season. They get anything that happens to them. <laughs> it's really just a wonderful play on words. Uh, yeah, this this quarterback, once he graduates, uh, I'm sorry, this uh, coach, once he graduates high school, is really going to be something for the Rams. A real fucking... Jared Goff, who... Doogie Hauser of football. He made Jared Goff, who I think was like the third string quarterback for most of the fucking year last year. Like, look like an actual, not equal to Carson Wentz so far, but like, oh yeah, he's not going to be that much worse than Carson Wentz. He's going to be able to do his thing. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Still, still bring it on a, 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 uh, hard line in the sand about the uniforms, but I love what is happening. Absolutely. Playoff games, back. playoff games in the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Municipal Coliseum. It's going to be so much fun. And also, it's directly against the expense this week of the New York Giants. Eli, oh, Eli Manning. I don't even know who the fuck these people are that have <laughs> the rushing and receiving yard stats. I don't know who these people are. I don't if, even know. If Man. the Saints are the like a Vander Holyfield, then the Giants are the like out on their feet, punch drunk. Like, do uh, uh, do you remember um, uh, Michael Raspoli's character from Death to Smoochie? Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, what was his name again? Like Punchy or something? I don't even remember. <laughs> something like that. I don't yeah. remember the name, but I, I, I have the visual in my head, yeah. Yeah, that's the New York Giants. Just like, not even not all there. Just like, the lights are 
flickering in no one's home. I was going to say there, Haseem Rahman. Remember that guy? <laughs> like, oh, looked into winning a title somebody. <laughs> I think, like... I think, like, he punched Lennox Lewis in the titty, and Lennox is like, ow, and, like, stay down uh, one second too long. My titty. That was the worst Lennox Lewis impression ever. What? He's British. <laughs> he don't talk me, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so you... Okay. I want to hear oh, your look, look, perfect I... Lennox Lewis. And don't do a Beetlejuice impression. Holy 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 Um, you know, you made the problem. You made Lenny Clue sound like a fucking chimney sweep. <laughs> Just do that dialect, and you're fine. For crying out loud! Uh, speaking of fifty-one points, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles fifty-one, the Denver Broncos twenty-three. Uh, Eagles now eighty-one. Still the best uh, record. Rich, what's the story? 51 to 23. 51 to 23. Uh, Von Miller has left the building. <laughs> Von Miller wants out. Uh, nothing about Von Miller here, but plenty about Carson Wentz throwing four touchdown passes. Corey Clement having three scores. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Um, but I will scroll down here to see that uh, in eight carries for 77 yards and a touchdown, Jay Ajayi had a good game, Rich. Yeah, I've uh, I remember him. He used to be on the Dolphins, right? He was pretty good. He did. He had a forty-six yard touchdown run, fuck in the second quarter. That sucks. <laughs> uh, so he had forty-six of his seventy-seven yards on one fluke play. What a bum! I'm glad we got rid of him. He only had seven other carries because they have a the Eagles, bro, are gonna fucking be here at the end. I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, but that means they're going to beat our L.A. Rams. Dude, if we get an Eagles-Rams-NFC championship game, that'll get me excited. It's because it's, it's like, familiar, but it's different enough. What let's, is, just bring, let's, just have, let's just have Kurt Warner and Donovan going to have quarterback that game. <laughs> just bring uh, them out. <laughs> uh, just have them, oh, God, have them do anything during that game. Like, either call it in the booth. Or, like, just hold PlayStation controllers that aren't, like, connected to anything while the game actually plays on TV. Uh, well, also, what Kurt would be... has been hitting the head so much, he'll probably think he actually is connected. That's what I was... That's absolutely what I was insinuating. Yeah. What is the over-under for total points in that theoretical game? Oh, my God. Uh, 462, that's I think. Not, I'll take the over. Uh, yeah, well, also, the, the problem is the Eagles also, I think, have, like, an amazingly ranked defense at the moment, too. Like, yeah. the Eagles are putting up fucking points, but also, if I'm, if I'm reading this correctly... You got a good offensive uh, line. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, the Broncos are the top. They racked up 419 yards against them. Uh, and Carson Wentz is leading the league in touchdowns, and he has 17 in the past five games. Man, Carson Palmer, move aside. You're not the best Carson anymore. <laughs> He's third after he's third after Wentz and City. <laughs> Next, the Panthers are six and three. Bullshit! <laughs> they defeated the Falcons, who are now uh, five hundred twenty to seventeen. Rich, what's the story? Uh, the Panthers' record wouldn't pass a lie detector test. 
uh, do you play games in Carolina? Yes. Uh, are your covers, are your colors a combination of blue and black and silver? Yes. Are you six and three? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that doesn't make the, the noise, but you know, you know, you get the thing. Uh, Cam Newton ran for 86 yards and a touchdown. The Panthers stormed back from an early 10 point deficit and then held on to beat the Falcons in the key in FC South matchup. Uh, yeah, the Falcons look to be a mess. Yeah. Uh, I do remember seeing Julio Jones had a horrendous drop in the end zone. Oof. Like, Matt Ryan put it perfect, and he just, like, he basically got motorboated by the football instead of catching it. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, feel bad for the Falcons because it's the same thing that happens to every Super Bowl losing team for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, and they lost their dude. You know, like they lost uh, the guy who got like all the credit, fucking uh, uh, Schlemenhauser, right? That's who their uh, offensive coordinator was, Shanamaka. Something the coach from Rookie of the Year. Um, <laughs> it also sounds like you're just making up a fake like producer name, and <laughs> it's like a Mel Brooks film. Uh, sure, I guess I don't know. I look, I'm not watching football hardly at all. You think I want to know offensive coordinators' names? No. Uh, the Panthers also are just like they're the whim of a madman, which is Cam Newton. He's the best timeline Jameis Winston right now. And even that, he had a fucking shit game. He played yeah. like thirteen passes, didn't barely do anything. It's From just, what I understand, they still so. are like uh, uh, technically. Uh, oh, what's their fucking rookie name? Christian uh, McCaffrey or something? McCaffrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, got his first rushing touchdown. No, like on an eight-yard, like on an eight-yard uh, pitch, super cool. So it seems like they're giving their fans false hope on how to use him correctly. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Ron Rivera is still getting them paychecks. Uh, but yeah, it's what? just it's an AFC South six and three, which is a any other division. Fucking two and what is it? Fucking seven? Yeah, math. Math is back, back again. Um, next, your future AFC champion Jacksonville Jaguars uh, defeated the Cincinnati Bengals twenty-three to seven. Rich, what's the story? Hear the roar of the Jags, baby! Uh. Man, I fucking love it. I still love, I love that it's happening. And Blake Bortles is getting zero credit still. I'm not even watching these games, but I know he's getting no credit. And like, it's hard to believe while at the same time still being fully believable. I love it. All right. So much. So no shit. So this isn't part of the headline section. I've mentioned the article because I checked, but this is when I had red zone working. And uh, Scott Houston specifically had to mention, he's like, so the Jaguars are in victory formation and they kneel the ball on fourth down uh, and they're going to turn it over to the Bengals with like 30 seconds left. And like Blake Bortles comes off the sidelines and him and Doug Marone are in a fucking loud argument with one another, yelling back and forth. And they're winning by 16 points with 30 seconds left in the game. Scott Houston's like, I have, I have no idea what this is about, but this appears to be notable. 
<laughs> and I, like the one, the one week of fucking uh, Cousin Silent Bill that I did listen to recently, like apparently, like before the season, Doug Marone was asked, like, uh, like who would you like? How do you tell a break? Blake Bortles being like your week one quarterback? It's like, well, it's not ideal. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to try to find that. Uh, Which I love. Second, like, I love. I-, I love to think about that being sort of like the impetus of of the rest of the team hearing that and going like, "Oh, our coach doesn't bullshit us. That's awesome. Let's go out and play for that guy because he's right. It is not ideal, but also that sounds like something uh, very personal triggered that. Like, yeah, I lied. Your wife's ravioli was still al dente or something like <laughs> you're winning everyone shut up <laughs> you also they, they also all right so the jaguars are a mess because they also bent four net for like some like team infraction oh, before that's the right. game he, he, you know he he's only the, like the he missed the team photo that's right oh you know the last person i remember who missed the team photo josh freeman not looking good not looking good. Also, the one thing you missed from this, uh, from these highlights, was fights. More fights. More fights. Uh, with AJ Green, with AJ Green and Jalen Ramsey ejected for fighting. Jaden Mickens delivered a knockout blow by returning a punt, sixty-three yards for a touchdown. Happy the Jag- Oakland Jaguars beat the Bengals twenty-three to seven. That's the uh, actual man. Was... Andy Dalton, ten for eighteen, one hundred thirty-six yards. I was about to say, meanwhile, fucking. <laughs> On the other side of the field, on the other sideline, Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton are just, like, sharing a cigarette. <laughs> Pretty much. He's like, I don't know what went Pretty wrong. Pretty much. Went wrong? Man, I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> I can't find this fucking quote, but I there's plenty of, like, quotes from Doug Marone that just, like, rake Blake Bortles over the coals about his performance, but that specific one... I'm not finding at the moment. So for the sake of time, we will move on to the Indianapolis Colts defeating the Houston Texans 20 to 14. Uh, my phone doesn't want to load the score. or doesn't want to load the records because it doesn't want me to read them out loud. Uh, Rich, what's the story? Andrew Luck's out for the year and no one gets to have any fun. <laughs> Andrew Luck, where, man, how far are we away from, well, no, okay, he did make, like, an AFC championship game. I was like, how far are we to a Jamarcus situation? We no, were, dude, like, I... one game, one game, one game in, <laughs> we were past Jamarcus Russell. Well, yeah, but also, like, Andrew Luck had, like, one good circumstantial season and never fucking lived up to half of what that was. And everyone was no. still all over his dick for years, years. Man, I'm glad the Dolphins mm-hmm. never got him. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's not 2021 yet. Um, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton had 175 yards receiving with two touchdowns. Hit the Col- helped the Colts uh, hold the three-game skid over a Texans team that struggled out Deshaun Watson. That's right. Uh, Deshaun Watson had a non-contact torn ACL, yep. which was always just so much fun to see, um, especially for a guy that was fucking setting the world on fire and going to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, so instead, they're being quarterbacked by Tom Savage, 
who, no joke, I helped at the bank today. I had a guy named Tom Savage walk in to do a withdrawal, and I was just like, the fucking quarterback of the Houston Texans? <laughs> I still don't know. I have no idea. Have no, because no why would idea. you know what he looks like? Nope, none whatsoever. Uh, but this guy was probably five foot six, twenty pounds overweight, and I'm like, he could have gone nineteen for forty four with two hundred nineteen yards and a touchdown two days ago. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Um, I <laughs> man, the Sean Watson goes out, and the hopes and dreams of the future of the NFL go out with him. Tom Bacho Man Savage. I forgot I was going to do my, my Berman, my Bermanisms. Jacoby Brissett oh, yeah. doesn't look too bad for the Colts. 20 for 30, 308 and two TDs. Yeah, what do you need Andrew Luck for when you got Jacoby Brissett? Moving on. You probably need Andrew Luck. Yeah, <laughs> you probably need Jacoby Brissett. Not. Uh, speaking of not, the Arizona Cardinals defeated the San Francisco 49ers. I almost said Giants, 20 to 10. <laughs> The Giants probably would have fared better. Rich, what's the story? Wait, who played who there? The Cardinals beat the Niners. The winless Niners. Cardinals are now 500. The Arizona Cardinals took advantage of a situation. (laughs) You're damn right. Now you know what the story here is. AP, baby! He carried for a career-high 37 times. That's how bad the Cardinals are right now. For 159. <laughs> and Drew Stanton threw two touchdown passes to uh, win by 10 points. Who's Stanton? Uh, the night, Drew Stanton. Yeah, the same Drew Stanton. Drew Blue Stanton? Stanton? Who, uh, <laughs> New Stanton? Two Stanton? My boy, my boy Blue Stanton. Oh, uh, cook him up in a nice uh, uh, thick Rue Stanton? Uh, Drew Stanton back. Um, that's terrible. Uh, the Niners quarterback, of course, was not Jimmy Garoppolo because he hasn't learned the playbook yet. I don't give a fuck if you hand him C spot run. Put him in a quarterback. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need to know the fucking book. Instead of starting CJ Beathard, who I'm pretty sure (laughs) I saw, like, a highlight reel. Fuck off. I had to move the microphone away from my fucking mouth. Did you just, did you just make up an improv name? Did you? <laughs> did you just say CJ Beathard? It gets so much better. Uh, did you just make so up a better. Jerky Boys character? CJ Beathard. Uh, uh, one no. Uh, what's going on with your fridge? You fucking it. Um, no. Uh, Kate, wait for Rich. Casey Jarrett Beathard. <laughs> no. Spelled J A double R E double T. Yes, he played college at the University of Iowa. He's a third round pick this year. He's a rookie. Um, at first, I saw, like, you know, like 30 minutes of his game through Red Zone. I remember who he is. And they're showing, like, his stats. And, like, I turned my head and I saw, like, country music songwriting. I'm like, wait, this guy's a country music musician and he's starting for the fucking Niners? No, he's the son of country music songwriter Casey Beathard, the brother of country music singer Tucker Beathard, and the grandson of former NFL executive Bobby Beathard. Um, so in other words, he's in the wrong fucking line of work. Fucking Jarrett's, man. <laughs> fucking Jarrett's. 
CJ beat hard. That oh my god, that is so great. Fuck off. Move that on. Sound... We're never we're not topping that. <laughs> Fuck. I was gonna make like a, blank a, 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 a Jimmy Garoppolo Olive Garden kids menu placemat playbook joke, but like not fucking worth it. CJ beat hard. CJ beat hard. I'm sure it was CJ Beathard, but fuck that. It's spelled beat hard. Oh, God. I'm sure he didn't get any grief his entire life for the last name of Beathard. Uh, the Washington professional football team, <laughs> 17. I can't wait to, to post this episode so I can find a picture to see what CJ Beathard looks like. Now just Google white dude. Just put it up and no one will fucking... <laughs> white dude in Niners helmet. And just fucking know, see if anybody calls you out on it. No one's going to fucking know. Uh, the, the Washington 17 Seahawks 14 late shocker. Uh, what's the story? Oh, so the, the, um, uh, professional, the Washington professional football team beat the Seahawks. Yeah. 17, 14. Yes, they did. Um, it, uh, they're, they're both playing a place called Washington. Isn't that funny? <laughs> There's actually the whole article, yeah, just to how like the nomenclature confusion that can happen amongst this game every year. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Cousins comes through late as Washington stuns Seattle seventeen to fourteen. Kirk Cousins drove Washington seventy yards in thirty five seconds. You like that? Capped off by a Rob Kelly one yard touchdown run with less than a minute remaining. Uh, so I'm going through like the game leaders. So Russell Wilson was the passing and rushing leader, and I kept scrolling down, and I was like, wait, receiving too? And I looked at it wrong. <laughs> like, That's impressive. Uh, the score to this game after the first quarter was 2 to nothing. I mean, it sounds like a Seahawks game, just, you know, usually not that mm-hmm. not that result. Yep. It's, I mean, both teams are, I mean, Seahawks are who we think they are every week, and the Redskins are up and down. So that's the most normal thing we've dealt with, I feel like. Yeah, it was it was a, uh, the week of the season that is a, a you know, um, that could be the square root of something, so that means that the Redskins were going to win. It's it's very intricate math to figure out when the Washington professional football team is going to win and when they're going to lose, but there is a formula. There is. We'll, we'll crack the win. It's like, like in the 80s when you could buy books to figure out like the winning lottery numbers. It's like there's a science to it, but you have to be fucking Grand Nash from a beautiful mind to actually figure it out. <laughs> Do you remember when Tope messaged us like five or six years ago, back when online poker was still a thing, and you could just like oh, yeah. feel the sweat coming through the message on Facebook that, yep. guys, I think I figured out the algorithm on Poker Stars. Yep. And I I think either that night or sometime later in that week sat there and watched him play poker for like five hours as I tried to pick off on it myself. And I was like, I fuck, I can't do this stuff. I, <laughs> no way in hell. And then he did the same for me. Like I played and he was like, all right, I think I got it. Go all in this next hand. I'm like, what? I no, <laughs> I can't do this. This is so wrong. I will not be like the subject of a future poker film with fucking Jim Sturgis. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, 28. The Kansas City, Kansas, well, oh, they're yeah, looking yeah, at the Kansas right. City Chiefs. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs, 17. 
Uh, Dallas goes to five and three. Kansas City goes to six and three. Rich, what's the story? Uh, Ezekiel uh, Elliott, smoke them while you got them. Nailed it. Ezekiel Elliott rings a go ahead touchdown after another reprieve. God damn it. He's, Ezekiel Elliott's season has been utilized almost as much as like any stray dog in Detroit. Um, from a six game suspension, and the Cowboys overcome Tyreek Hill's improbable last play, last play touchdown in the first half. Haven't seen it. I'm sure it was great um, to win. Man, I'm really glad that the two people that are quoted in this uh, two upstanding uh, young gentlemen. recap fucking are just goddamn door to door Bible thumping boys. <sighs> this league is just filled of deviants and miscreants. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> that's fine because at least we can look towards the owners as a a, a moral centerpiece, right? Exactly. The highlight of this game was the, the pregame festivities for Romo coming back to call the game and, like, like the bits and pieces I saw of Romo being, like, they kept having to, like, jokingly remind him, like, you can't say we're doing good out there. You have to say the Cowboys are doing good out there. Like, you got to watch it. Like, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> Romo's fucking great. Apparently, also, I saw on Yahoo today yeah, that um, he took a shot at the like, and Dion is like totally. Dion Sanders is the Booker T of football analysis. Like, he just doesn't fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> and just like went super hard on Romo, and it's like, man, whatever. Um, yeah, Cowboys are figuring it out. Uh, the Chiefs are falling apart, even though apparently this is the first uh, week that Alex Smith threw an interception. So that's I mean, cool. That's good. Yeah, you're not going to get divorced if you don't get married either. Like, fucking whatever. <laughs> um, even if we're not talking about interceptions or throwing, that's just the perfect explanation of Alex Smith's career. Like, overall. Yeah. It's fucking perfect. Um, all right, we got two games left. Uh, Sunday night. night. Sunday night. National games, national games, three national games in a row. Hey. The Oakland Raiders defeated the Miami Dolphins 27 to 24. Raiders go to four and five. The Dolphins at 500. Rich, what is the story? Uh, boy. There's a lot of stories to be told. Um, there's the shortest story ever told. Uh, saddest story ever told. Story of boy meets girl. Story of... When Harry met Sally, the story of Captain Ron, a movie that came out in 1993, (laughs) that uh, a young uh, Rich Camelucci was uh, made to go to on his birthday uh, as his party. He didn't want to go see that. He didn't ask to go see that movie. But um, for whatever reason, that memory sticks out in his head as uh, how he spent his birthday in 1993. Of course I would. <laughs> Any child that was subjected to Captain Ron on their seventh birthday, it's going to be fucked up, man. Yeah. I just totally got you in a whole new way. How have you not told me this over the course of our ten years together? It's one of those things where it just, it's been very, uh, it's one of those suppressed memories, I think. 
Oh yeah. Uh, after last week, uh, and your suggestion, I'm halfway through my hunter and now I really feel like I should dive deep on this right now and ask you multiple questions about your seven year old Captain Ron experience. So I can <laughs> diagnose you when you finally fucking strangled the paper boy in three weeks. It was my birthday. Oh, hold on, wait, I gotta set up my recording. Hold on. Oh, you're recording. Okay, good. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, Jesus. So, in other words, the, uh, uh see, I think we hit sorry, it. Uh, there... Okay, so you were six. Oh, even worse. Yeah. You're only in first grade. I think he hit it right on the head. Derek Carr threw for 300 yards, and the Oakland Raiders overcame two fluky plays that cost them possession to beat the Dolphins 27 24. So, of course, there has to be something. I'm going to see for the next four weeks for each Dolphin game how many times the word fluky is in the synopsis. I feel like it's going to be a lot. And and that was also in the synopsis of Captain Ron. Uh, also, it was, it was a few weeks after my birthday. Especially Captain Ron. I can't take it. Ow, you just gave me a cavity, I think. Ow, my teeth are starting to hurt. Ow, fuck. <laughs> God damn. Um... It looks like Jay Cutler had a good game. Uh, yeah, great stat-wise, game. Wise, he had a very good game. Yeah. yeah, 34 for 42, 311, three TDs. Yeah. Hey, I, man. I have a feeling a lot of those were because I didn't watch it. Like, yeah, a lot of it was in the comeback. A lot of it was kind of like, you know, sort of garbagey. Um, and, man, yeah, I don't know. This. Well, I, I don't. It's all gone so wrong. It's all gone so wrong. Good. You're done. You're done. Also, you guys missed an extra point. That's what also started this whole mess. It looks like as well in the second quarter. Uh, and finally, Monday night, the Detroit Lions defeated the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau, 30-17. to 17. Lions go to 500. Packers are at 500. Rich, what's the story? Hey, did you ever watch Detroiters? No, that's the Tim Robinson show. It is Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson. Uh, it's good. There's only like eight or ten episodes or something like that. The penultimate episode of the season um, uh, features maybe one of my new favorite actors in Kevin Nash, uh, giving a legitimately show-stealing performance, season-stealing performance. He's always great, man. He's the MVP of the longest yard. No, 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 but like legitimately fucking great. Like, I'm not saying that because we love Kevin Nash. We would be in the Kevin Nash fan club if it didn't cost $59.99. But it is like, if you don't give a fuck about wrestling, watch this episode. It is, it's, it's legitimately like one of my favorite episodes of television in the last year. Very, very good. Nice. Yeah. I will check that out as opposed to checking out any Lions or Packers games for the rest of the year. Uh, Stafford threw for 361, hit his 200 uh, pass mark, which is fucking crazy. And the Lions snap a three game losing streak over the quote offensively challenged Green Bay Packers, still quarterbacked by Brett Hundley, who, uh, when you go to work tomorrow, he's that guy that keeps stealing staples out of the stock room. Brett Hundley and C.J. Beathard walk into a bar. And the bartender says, uh, what can I get for you guys? And they each order 
uh, a Coors Light and they have a two-hour conversation about tractor parts. And they go home, they masturbate into a sock, catch less 15 minutes of Fallon and wake up the next day and do it all over again. Because they're just two fucking white people. <laughs> Lucked into a fucking six-figure salary. Yeah, they're quarterbacks in the NFL, but they ain't making any more than six figures. Nope. Oh, God. Yeah, the Lions, uh, uh, the Vikings are going to win this division. Thank goodness. I just changed the fuck out of that. Hey, the Green Bay Packers should call Cal- Colin Kaepernick because he's better than Brett fucking Hundley. What a what's a bye week like? What do you mean? The, the Vikings were on a bye week this this uh, week, right? Oh yes, they were. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, it's great. That's cool. You guys had one. <clears throat> well, and then it, it was a bye week, and then you guys were fearful that your homes are going to be destroyed. But well, it was still a bye week. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I was, I was kind of silent there for a second. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to decide whether or not the episode picture should be a picture of CJ Beathard, Captain Ron poster, or me photoshopping CJ Beathard onto the Captain Ron poster. I was told a long time ago in middle school, uh, when in doubt, if you don't know the answer to a multiple choice question, you always go with C. So I, that's got to be it. Okay. That was going to be the thing I suggested at the end of it was, um, and just make it very crude. Just make it incredibly crude. <laughs> Or just like leave the Captain Ron poster and just point an arrow at Captain Ron's face and just, and just like write like actually CJ Beathard. No, no, fucking like, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that's Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's... No, CJ Beathard. Yeah, that was the same guy. Pretty sure that's CJ Beathard. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's um, that's that's week nine, right? In the books. Yes, week nine in the books. Next week, I think I'm gonna go over to good old fashioned Yahoo. See what uh, Adrian Wojciechowski has to say. Or whatever the fuck that writer is over there. I don't remember his name. <laughs> what but, uh, is, is basketball, dude? And he's on ESPN now, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know the football guys anymore. It's been a long time since I've used Jackley. So we'll see. They might not even have a football department anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was good for him. Um, Looking for we already mentioned department? real quick. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, we started talking it last week, and I mentioned it earlier, but I want to thank you for getting me for lighting a fire under my ass for television. So I've decided I haven't been listening to fucking podcasts. Um, every day at work, I go to my fucking car and I just like dick around on YouTube and the internet. So now I'm staying in the fucking building connected to the Wi-Fi, and I'm watching an episode of something every single day on lunch. So I'm almost done with my hunter. Fantastic. I love it. Dope as shit. I think I'm on episode, what, 10 episodes? Yeah. Okay. So I just started episode six. Um, and then I'm going to move on. That, I don't know what I'm going to go to. When what I'm what are your highlights that. from from Mindhunter so far? Uh, fucking the dude that plays Kemper is amazing. Yeah, that dude. That dude deserves everything that hopefully will come to him. Um, I was listening to a, perfect. I was listening to an interview with uh, Jonathan Groff, and uh, the person that was interviewing him was just like, "Where? Where's this guy been?" Croft's just like, yeah, there's not a, a lot of like really uh, abundant roles for six foot nine massive people. Apparently, he was like a, like a college basketball player, I think, too. Like, doesn't surprise me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, unless they, there's a lot of Bigfoot movies being shot, you know, there's really not anything for him. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I, like I said, I like the 
I mean, it's a lot of Fincher shit. The first couple episodes are directed by him. His influence is heavy, so I just love the overall tone and mood. The writing is crisp. My least favorite part is probably Jonathan Groff. He bothers me through a lot of it, just because I don't think it's his speed. It's He's um, also, I think that's very much kind of like a character thing. I think he is supposed to be like kind of off in that yeah, kind it, of way. I thought that too, but like, I just, I don't know, just, it, it takes me out of some moments, but then, um, I'm going to fuck his left, his last name, but Holt McClane? McAnally. McAnally. He, he brings it right back up. So he is um, so fucking good. He, he, he's one of those actors. I think I've referenced it before, like with other people, but like he's one of those actors that has been on like law and order SCU, like three different times, three sure. different characters. Just because yeah. they're like, fuck, we need, we need to get back on the show to like fucking crush this part. And like they always do, it's something like he's got something like awesome and full time and you know like solid. So yeah, digging the shit out of it. Um, and then we binged Stranger Things last week. Uh, so did I. Ten thirty in the morning. Oh, so you did? Okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, we can do we can do quick quick takes. Uh, sure, 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 sure. After you. Uh, I, I I was great. It, it met all my expectations in that I went in with muted expectations on purpose just to it's a sequel like you got to treat it like any other fucking movie sequel almost is like you got to know what you're getting into um so it and it did the typical sequel let's split everyone up for the majority of it you know not have everyone together and relive all the the fun pastime stuff but in that stuff they did a lot of really cool things uh I fucking love Dustin and Steve together. I want a buddy cop comedy yep. with Dustin and Steve. Yep. Um, I I think I'm with everyone else, and I hated the seventh episode. <laughs> so okay, that's the crazy thing is like I you're the first person I've actually heard say they hated the seventh episode, whereas I hear that a lot of people hate the seventh episode. But whenever I see anyone on Facebook or talk to anyone face to face talk about the seventh episode, they fucking loved it. And nah, they're fucking they're dope. I mean, I can understand. Was, I could it, see. I could see. I could understand loving it. It's a, a total like, gear, like it's not even a gear shift. It's just like such a, a, a an abrupt change. Um, yep. Uh, especially like where it was in the in the season, uh, yep. but it was a blatant bottle episode to extend things, especially from the way that episode six ends. Like here we fucking go, and then episode eight starts right up from it, which is kind of yeah fucking tacky and cheesy. And also the season the season starts with that, and it's like it's made the scene very important. It's set up really really cool with the the eight tattoo and all this stuff. Mm. And then it just leads to that. So to me, it was like a big swing and a miss in terms of establishing something and waiting for a payoff and then just getting fucking crust punk. Uh, like fucking, I'm trying to remember what the name of the fucking people are in Dark Knight Returns, the fucking graphic novel. <laughs> like oh, yeah, fucking, yeah, like these awful mutants. That's what mutants. This is the, I didn't get fuck about. Let me get let's have uh, fucking Hopper and Eleven just go on a field trip together. I'd I mean, prefer that. I'm I'm looking forward. To, I'm glad that they're acknowledging that. Yes, there are at least 
11 of these kids that have been experimented on uh, sure. over time. So sure. I like what it symbolizes in that there is yep. possibly a bigger picture for like a larger scale. Um, and yeah. And I also do uh, 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 just as far as like the episode goes again, like the episode wasn't spectacular for me either. Um, it was fine, but I had also been starting to take on some of those takes that people were having. So I felt like I was able to sort of temper it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I do like how, uh, uh, I wasn't a fan. Uh, normally I like splitting characters up so you can kind of like get some different sort of, um, combinations, combinations and you can see some different like dynamics and you get to let, you know, mm -hmm. people do a little bit more and stuff like that. I don't think it totally worked for all of them. Like Dustin and Steve, totally. Yes. Um, yep. you know, shoehorn in the red ranger into this season was i understand you needed to have sort of like a, 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 a like a human bad guy but uh that was an interesting Bro, fuck choice. that i dug i dug the shit out of that from the moment because you know me like i love fucking loud shitty 80s villains if anything the teen wolf like last week's married movies proved like true. i'm yeah. all for that so when he comes up basically acting like billy madison going back to high school in billy madison but in the 80s, <laughs> just being a fucking psychopath with stupid hair, I was all for it. I think he killed it. I, I know I'm in the minority about that because a lot of people from work and other places were like, yeah, fuck that guy. Like, that was unnecessary. I'm like, well, that's through that. Yeah, I'm that's not right. saying that, that he didn't, like, do it well. It just, like, right. the idea of that character in general just felt kind of shoehorned in. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And then uh, I do like that classic sort of 80s sequel thing of just kind of like heightening what was the uh sort of marketable thing from the previous season so like last season was the alphabet with the christmas lights this season was mm -hmm. the the root map um the yeah uh love that uh okay this is gonna follow me and i know you're gonna be able to follow me um mm -hmm. uh Paul Reiser's character in Stranger Things 2 was what we wanted Chef Jeff to be in Master of None. Yes, exactly right. Even though I still fear I still fear it's going to go there. Because, come on, motherfucker, everything that happened in that building, you know, you got a little fucking bite out of your leg and you survive. I don't trust it. I, mean, I don't and, trust it for a second. And if, if it does eventually still go there, I'm fine with that. But the fact that they're having the discipline to not shoot their wad immediately. Is, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm much better with. It just put me right in the eighties to have Paul Rudd be like a morally ambiguous character that's stuck in a Paul Riser. I say Paul Rudd. <laughs> um, Which Paul Riser, like, give me Paul Rudd playing Billy and then I'm in. Sure. Um, Paul Riser, like, you know, lets me like relive the aliens, you know, mm. kind of, character that he plays and yeah it was fucking great uh all right we've talked along uh, about it long enough let's fucking gush about bob um, he's a sweet baby angel bob was the mvp of this season by far bob killed it bob crushed it all yeah. you fucking people with your fucking barb shirts and your barb beans your barb everything go fuck yourselves yep. and your stupid fucking barb ass and stand up for bob all right hashtag stand up for bob Fucking, uh, Hash, I, I, fucking Sean Aston coming in looking like he ate himself. <laughs> fucking, 
looking like he's in the Patton Oswalt biopic. Uh, like he said a long time ago, Ted DiBiase looked like Tim Allen got stung by a bunch of bees. Sean Astin looked like a Sean Astin impersonator got stung by a bunch of bees. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, the, again, they're setting him up like also like kind of ambiguous. Like, all right, nobody's this nice. Like, come on, well, what's so, going on? Yeah, because uh, I'm uh, uh, lazy and I just let Netflix keep rolling after the season finale ended and. Uh, it went on to like their Stranger Things after show, which I was not gonna like watch. The, yeah, yeah, it was called like, Beyond Stranger Things, and I wasn't gonna watch until like the first face on the screen is uh, Jim Rash hosting the thing. Where I'm like, motherfucker, you won a goddamn Oscar, you're hosting the Stranger Things after show on Netflix. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Uh, right. So I like watched a few, and I kind of just like jumped around from like who I liked. Um, Sean Levy sucks. Uh, but yep. uh, the Duffer brothers were uh, talking about kind of like some of the reaction. And like, so one, Bob was supposed to die in episode three. Um, mm-hmm. Looks to get killed in the car by Will. And he got that, uh, that uh, Jesse Pinkman stay of execution. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, they did not see, because I, I know I definitely got this feeling uh, in the car with will when he was given will that uh, uh telling him his basically his bootleg uh it story uh mm-hmm. and it felt like bob was kind of a double agent because again yeah like mm-hmm. you were saying too too nice to be true uh too hunky dory too happy go lucky uh, to just down for any of this. Um, Nobody likes bologna sandwiches and Radio Shack that much. They just don't. Right. Um, and they, that was like nowhere even on their radar when they were writing Bob. And they were like surprised when people read it that way. Uh, yeah. Which like, I mean, yeah, like. You wrote a, a crazy pure character, and that's on us for thinking it was too pure to be true. Sure. Um, yeah, he was. I've never been so invested, like in a character, like like that whole sequence of him getting out, and like you know, the whole time it's coming, especially when he stops in the typical character. Hey, how's it going? Fucking murder, like <laughs> demi dog snack. But like me, Sam, Steve, and Lolly rolled. It's like, no! Like, I'm never like that in anything. Yeah. Even fucking Walking Dead, when Abraham getting fucking baseball bats up the head, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that's yeah. going to happen. All right, whatever. But so I'm like, no, Bob, I want you to live, Bob. Come on, damn it. I was, was kind of glad that he got that far in that scene. Because, like, once he was, like, turning on the power, I'm just having, like, Jurassic Park flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, but he's not going to be able to get out of there. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, fuck, oh, so good, and and yeah, also very and good, fucking also so good. Like David fucking Harbor, like yeah, crush it again this uh, season. Uh, Every, oh, everyone, Harbor, everyone. Harbor, the fucking kid that plays Will, who actually got the douche at this time around, he yeah. was fucking great. Yeah, I feel so bad. I hope I hope the next season. They give that kid the happy. I hope the season starts with him at a fucking Chuck E. Cheese just having fun. Like that poor fucking kid <laughs> over the past two years because of the sh- he's basically like the fourth guy in the Hangover. He's <laughs> keeping the short fucking end of the stick. Like you know he's getting paid less than everybody else, and he's 
fucking doing all the hard work. Uh, the one overall sort of thing that I was a little bit disappointed with because going into it, I I hear that you know that they wanted it to be a lot like you know those traditional sort of like second in the series gets darker type of deals, um, mm-hmm. and just compared to the first season, it felt like body count was a lot lower which is like not a thing that i'm like super into but like when you look at the first season it's kind of crazy how many people fucking eat it in that first season sure um, absolutely uh, and, 11 just straight up fucking snapping dude's necks and everything else yeah and and i feel like to man to, to really kind of build some stakes will needed to kill an actual person instead of like a bunch of fucking red shirts, basically. Yeah, I kind of felt the same. I'm like when I saw the Bob thing, I'm like, oh, I think I didn't go Bob. I'm like, eh, it would have been good if he killed fucking, I don't know, fucking kill, fucking kill a stupid Dane to Hen looking fucking brother, um, <laughs> or you know, or or something to those extent, like a, a decently main character that we're not like kill. The stupid sheriff, like you know, the yeah. the white dude, <laughs> or Murray, like kill somebody. Yeah, you know, kill fucking somebody. I, yeah. I get that to, to raise the stakes, but you know, another thing was like like the end of it. Like I loved the fucking snowball scene. Like it was great for you know rounding up everybody. It was a nice like it was oh thank goodness everyone can breathe. It's so nice. And then it's like well well never mind everything's still fucking shitty outside. <laughs> But it was also to me, it's like, okay, so why? Like, it's just going to be that way again? Like, what's happening? Like, what's wrong with these poor people's lives? Yeah, I mean, like, that's also at the same time, like, something they'd never even have to go back to. Because, like, no, it is all wrapped up. Like, the gate was closed, and it's just, that's just what's, I mean, that's just where it is. That's just where the Mind Flayer is. That's just uh, what's happening over there. Just don't open the gate again. Whereas, like at the end of last season, like you know, will like there was clearly something backwards. in the in this dimension. So, sure. like it's definitely a lot more of a bow on it. But I do believe they are doing sure. two more seasons. So I mean, we'll two. see. Yeah, yeah. Two. So we'll see what what they have and in also, store. But who's to say it's going to be back in with the mind player and stuff? Yeah. The last couple of things I'll say is the to the point of like. Uh, eight and all the other like kids, they set themselves up for like spinoffs and side series with yeah. just like they're setting up a mythology. They gave themselves X Men. They have X Men now. Yes, exactly, exactly right. And um, the second thing was, of course, uh, the year was discussing uh, the year they were in. I should say, um, I wanted to take on the Ghostbusters conversation about how nobody wants to be Winston. Oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh it's it was a a good uh a good way to address it and that they actually didn't make Lucas Winston like good yeah. yes um and but that said and they talked about this on the after show the duffer brothers like Winston had does have like some of the best lines in the movie like low key um and i i don't know one duffer from the other but uh, one of them was talking about their favorite scene from Ghostbusters, which is also my favorite scene where it's Ray and Winston in the car talking about mm-hmm. Judgment Day. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's such a good fucking scene. And then later in the series, Lucas has that line. Uh, I think they're like in the bus or something like that. Or he's, he's he sits down and like, what's going on? What's next? And and Lucas just says, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. It's like, yeah, oh! I picked that up on that show. So yeah. fucking good. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to wrap it up and say something else to uh, find out if he had something else. Well, I will say, um, also, uh, now that it's over, uh, or we've binged it, and, like, you know, it'll be at least another year till uh, we have season three, uh, but mm-hmm. something to kind of keep you uh, uh, satiated in between then. Uh, have you checked out the Stranger Things mobile game? No, I have not. It fucking rocks. Oh, uh, it's uh, a coworker turned me on to it like literally yesterday. And it's it takes place in between seasons one and two. So you get like a lot of sort of like Easter eggs about like Max and the pumpkins dying and like all sorts of really I cool love, stuff. Um, I love that shit. And it's all like 16 bit Super Nintendo fucking uh, like. Uh, uh, sort of Zelda layout type. It's it's nice. it's and it's free. reviews. Holy shit! Yeah, no in-app purchases. Like it plays really, really fucking well. I've been playing it a lot these past two days. It is very good. Nice. I will definitely definitely check it out. It looks dope. Uh, the thing I was gonna say before uh, to put a bow on it was. Uh, uh, I was mentioning Winston. Of course, I, I know you know about the existence of the Ninja Turtles Ghostbuster toys that just came out. Yes. Uh, and I will say that I am the proud owner of the worst toy ever, which is the Raphael Winston. It is... Oh, no. It is, it is so bad. Like, they didn't need to do three of the things they did. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I showed, I showed Steve, and I've never seen Steve so like apoplectic before. <laughs> like, my God, what is this? <laughs> I mean, it's a great representation of the two of them together, but maybe don't make a good representation of the two of them together. <laughs> it's, it's fucking bad. So, uh, check that out. Go to your local Target. I think it's a Target exclusive or something. Yeah. I also got the Donatello um, Ego one just because it looks dope. Yeah. I'm, I've been keeping an eye out for them because they, they have the Series 2 uh, Turtles and, and WWE ones. And I've mm-hmm. scooped yep. up three of the four. I think all I need is the, the Raphael oh, nice. one. Yeah. That's, um, the last, uh, that's the last one I couldn't find either. I finally yeah. found it. And they have them the Toys R Us, too. Um, but, uh, if we're going to talk toys. We this is going to be all night, so we'll save uh, that for another week. <laughs> last thing I do want to I do want to follow up on just because you you've been since sure. we last talked about it. How was the Shining House at Halloween Horror Nights? Oh yes, 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 yes. And I apologize. Uh, I'm trying to get Steve together to do the Patreon exclusive for that, and also we just watched Alien Covenant on Saturday with two mm-hmm. babies in the room. Finally. Um, and that needs to be discussed. Uh, but it was fucking awesome, man. Uh, I it lived up to my expectations. Um, as soon as we got done, I we watched the Halloween, uh, the the Hollywood version, I should say. They're two totally completely yeah. different houses. 
and I was very happy with the one that Orlando got. Hollywood had better production value in terms of like their budget, but Orlando hit stuff out of the movie better. The only thing that Orlando didn't have was in Hollywood, they have like full blown, awesome prosthetic Jack Nicholson masks. Orlando had like crow magnon, like helmet hair pieces mm. to where like all the Jack Torrance's looked like Phil Hartman's caveman lawyer oh, no. on, on SF. So like those were kind of funny, but everything else, like they had the actual fucking elevator of blood, like with actual fucking liquid pouring out that son of a bitch. They had the fucking dog. They had, uh, they had literal twins, not like fucking girls in masks or like, they're five different inches different from one another. Like it, it got me. The only other thing I would say negative wise was that it didn't build like I wanted it to. Like, mm. like the first 15 seconds you have a O'Halloran like jumping out saying, get out of here. And it's like, Oh, we're, we're starting here. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like let me, let me feel like, let me build up like the anticipation of like feeling it and whatnot. Right. Um, red. But besides that, though, yeah, besides that, like, they hit, here's Johnny, they hit the maze, they hit, I was very happy, very, very happy with it. We did it twice. Hell yeah. Um, uh, and all, all of it overall was great. Yeah, uh, Rudy went um, when he was back down mm-hmm. there uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, Johnny. He went with Johnny. Um, yep. And I asked him, like, dude, how was the Shining House? And he's like, it was cool. There was like a like a river of blood, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, it was it was crazy. It's like, what? Have you seen The Shining? What the? Give me more. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. They had, I mean, they had the gold room. They had uh, Grady got me really well. Like they had like a Grady pop out, nice. you know, that had his line. Uh, they had uh, I'm trying to think what like other little things. They had a room two uh, two thirty seven and others. Um, they did a good job with like the carpet pattern, like kind of surrounding you. So you got kind of get confused where you are. Um, they had a little boy on a tricycle, like stationary. So like you're looking at him and that's when the twins pop out at you. Um, I'm trying to think of the other, like big moments. They had a good red run moment at the beginning. They had uh, a couple Shelly winters or Shelly Duvall. The Shelly winters is a totally different movie. Um, yeah, it was it was my second favorite house. It was it was fucking dope. The Scarecrow House was a mind fucking a half. I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> okay, it was that good. It was it was just fucking like I normally don't get scared in these houses because also I stand next to me and she's like rude to me. So like I'm too busy like protecting her. So like yeah. my defense mechanism is to laugh. But, like, Steve and I, like, we're taking turns going first into houses. <laughs> like, with nobody next, like, we're not next to one another. So I was more susceptible. The Scarecrow houses, they had, like, like this, like, maze appeal. And they had, like, like six foot six, six foot seven, like, scare actors coming out in these elaborate fucking Scarecrow masks that were just fucking grotesque and awesome. But as you walk through the rooms, you know, normally they have, like, those rubber, like, flaps to walk through. Mm-hmm. For the scarecrow maze, they just had like fucking loose like ears of corn. <laughs> and at one point, I got stuck in the corn and I was like, Steve, Steve, I can't get out. <laughs> I was literally 
caught in maze. <laughs> I was really scared. <laughs> and like I finally got through and I come out and there's like this like really, really small space where you know a scare actor is coming out. You're like, okay, be prepared for it. It's coming from right there. But it's really, really small. Like, is it going to be a midget? And I shit you not, this dude had to be at least 6'10". Like the smallest space and the biggest motherfucker ever with the most giant fucking open mouth scarecrow mask. And I screamed like a little girl. Ooh, it was intense. That was my MVP of Horror Nights. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, that's good. Gonna... Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that about uh, does it uh, for us here on week nine of the NFL uh, Blank Slate series. Um, plus some, uh, yeah, yeah, we talked like 40 minutes of football. Um, and then a bunch of bonus time stuff. Uh, but yeah, so, um, thank you very much, uh, for listening, uh, to what we have to say on the dying sport. That is, uh, football, um, Americano that is, um, do, uh, uh, hit us up with a review, not only review us, but leave a comment that is tantamount to us, uh, climbing the ranks and, or just like, you know, a couple more people finding us. And uh, uh, hear us make fake uh, headlines uh, for synopsises of the show or of the games. Um, on uh, You can do that on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you uh, get your podcasts. Just uh, subscribe uh, so you never miss an episode because these don't always come out like the clockwork they have been for the last nine weeks. Um, and... Yeah, also ArcadeAudio.net, where you can find us and all the other shows of the Arcade Audio Podcast Network. Um, you could head on over to Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio um, and, 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 and bequeath us uh, with a, a monthly donation of your choosing. Uh, $5 level gets you access to the bonus content that was hinted at earlier. Um, a lot of really good stuff up on there. Um, RJ Hates Rap is back, so they're going to be dropping some stuff on there as well. Um, it is... Well, you know, it's exactly what you would expect from those two. It's the best. Um, and... Uh, and... Uh, yeah, of course, you could hit us up on Twitter as well. Blank Slate Pod. Um, looks like they're rolling out those 280 character accounts uh, to a lot more people as of last night. Um, so check it out. If you go to, to tweet at us and you don't have a number count, but you have the little circle, you're part of the club. Um, and yeah, that's going to about do it. Uh, Mullet, where can people find you uh, online? You got anything to plug? What do you want to what do you want to talk about? Sure. Uh, me personally, at your host, Mullet, on Twitter. I don't really tweet, but if you want to talk to me, I'll respond back to you. Uh, my podcast on Arcade Audio got uh, Married Movies on Thursday. This week, we are covering EVA. And uh, it's a good episode, but I'm more excited about the following week's episode. Here's, here's a teaser for you if you listen to Blinks and not Married Movies. The following week's episode will be in either one of these two movies, hopefully featuring uh, Andrew Zangri. We'll be watching Theodore Rex, the Whoopi Goldberg is a cop with a dinosaur movie, or the minis, Dennis Rodman playing basketball with a team of midgets. Stop. All right. But, like, just don't say midgets, though. It's called the minis. 
No, I know. And I'm pretty sure the, it's called the mini. The back of the box. I think I, I'm just living in the world of that movie existence. Well, but you don't <laughs> so have just, to. I apologize. I'm gonna say something really off color, so I won't. Uh, <laughs> Thank even, you. Even worse, even worse than I just said, you know. Um, and then Podswoggle this week is a game-based episode of a game that uh, our good friend Tope does uh, infrequently, but when he does, it's fantastic. So check that out also on uh, all the channels that Rich mentioned earlier. And this airs uh, well, today because we're uh, yeah, after tonight. midnight where I am now. But on Wednesday, uh, so no, later it's tonight, on tonight on, on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, later, yeah, tonight. Um, on Twitch, the Podswoggle Title Tournament live, the debut of WWE 2K18, uh, computer simulated wrestling. It's so much fun. This is our third season starting it. Jesus, our third season of the Podswoggle Title on Twitch. Come hang out, 8.30 Eastern, watch some fun video game wrestling featuring Pennywise the Clown, one of the Teletubbies, a white suburban dad, um, some green dude that was the only thing I could find related to a plant or a vegetable, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, and the debut of the new uh, titles, correct? Or the new look of the titles? Yes. Uh, the, the Heels and Heels titles, they requested it to pretty much be the same. The Possible titles got a couple upgrades to it, some new photos on there. It's always, the, you know, the, the green belt is always a fan. It's always a favorite of everyone except Dave Johnson, but yep. you know, we do what we do. Uh, on last week's episode, the Heels and Heels uh, toyed around with adding the image of uh, Natty's mom on the hood of a car, uh, uh, retrieving a ladder to it. That's, I don't know if it's going to be on yeah. there, but tune in to find out. Uh, yeah, I, I won't spoil it, but no, it. For that, that picture said the same, but I'll be happy to change it. There is one new picture on their belt. Um, and also, they they got a nice little embossing feature on their belt, too. Their belt is pretty fucking sweet. Nice. Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Rich Cammy. Um, on uh, Podswoggle, as, as Mullet mentioned. Uh, you can also uh, catch me perform uh, this Sunday. Uh, at seven at comedy sports uh, with the, the house party show. Our team name is divine and uh, yeah, uh, we're rocking and rolling. It's a super fun show. So um, come and check it out. The comedy sports, Chicago. Um, that's going to do it for me. Mullen, you got any final thoughts? DJ beat hard. Captain Ron justice for Bob. It was a good episode. Stand up for Bob. Stand up for Bob. Justice for Bob. Live free, die, don't Bob. I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired, man. I still have lunches and bottles to make. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Well, I'm going to let you go. Um, for Mullet in Orlando, this is Rich in Chicago. Thank you very much for listening, and you can go ahead and delete this now. I miss catches later. Do you want it? Do you want that part of the sign off? You can have it, man. Sure, absolutely. Next week. Catch you later. Oh, oh I got it. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.